Like, what if you frame it like you, so you met him on the carpet and he was, you said low energy. Was he nice? Was he fine? Yeah, he was nice. Lovely. What if you frame it like, here's the person who was nice and lovely and low key on the carpet. Yeah. Who didn't win. And here's the fucking dickwad who did. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Lainey. I am the editor and writer at LaineyGossip.com. And I am Globe Divergent. Wow. I'm Duanna Taha. I am a television screenwriter and producer and moonlighter as a consigliere uh, at the Golden Globes. And we are on No Sleep. No Sleep. And can't wait to show you our work. This week, because we're at the Golden Globes, we did a kind of a, a special episode, a different format. Uh, you'll get to hear some of us figuring out what went on the site on Monday. And we're going to give you some of our uh, our Golden Globe experiences. We hope you enjoy it. that you had been a Golden Globes virgin. You're not anymore. Right. But how many red carpets would you conservatively estimate? Use your, like, grade 8 math skills. How many carpets would you say you've covered total? I would say hundreds. Yeah, sure. Several hundred. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I'm comfortable on the other side of the rope. Right. On a red carpet. Yeah. And you and I, I, I'd say I've racked close to that myself. Not quite so many. Yeah. Um, but you and I have often talked about like different microcultures in, in show business and entertainment. We talk about the writer's room. We talk about junketeers. Yeah. Um, so today I want to ask you about red carpet culture specifically. Let's do it. Um, so one of the things that I think we have covered on the show is that it looks like a mess on TV in terms of where everybody's standing and where everybody's going. Yeah. But it doesn't start out that way. No. It starts out pretty calm. And the reason why it seems like a mess is because half the people on the red carpet are wranglers. Yeah. And wranglers are, I mean, literally wranglers. So they are assigned either by the organization or the studio to connect the celebrities with wherever they need they need to go. Yeah, and the first the first time I got a job as a wrangler uh, on an award show, actually on a one that's produced in Toronto, I was terrified because uh, I did not know what was involved. Uh, basically, it means yeah, get them from point A to point B. Yeah, but it's like. I don't even know what the express. It's like hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. Like they may go exactly where you want them to go. Yeah. Or they ping pong all over the place. I don't know. What's it like mini golf? What's the euphemism I'm looking for here? The simile. Um, like um, pinball. That's what it is. Yeah. It's pinball. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sometimes it goes or pool. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it goes where you want, and sometimes it's all over the damn place. Yeah. And the other reason there are wranglers is because when a red carpet is set up initially. Yeah. Each press outlet, like you with eTalk, has a designated place where they have to stay. That's right. And it can be super luxurious. Like, you guys had, what, like 10 feet square or something? The, it, our Golden Globes platform is the most luxurious that we have outside of Canada. In Canada, we're used to, you know, having basically an apartment on a red carpet. 
when we're running the show. For example, I've done the Junos where we've had like a stage. Yeah. If it's your carpet, if you're the person throwing the party, loosely speaking, or the event, then yeah, you can do whatever you want. So to give people some insight, NBC airs the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. So NBC's properties had the hugest platforms and like um, risers at the Golden Globes. Make sense? Totally. But then there are also those red carpets, not always big award shows, but sometimes where the space that you are allotted is like the width of one eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Correct. That's your spot. And then it goes about four pieces of paper deep. Yes. Like you, the talent, stand in spot A. Yeah. And then the camera is hovering over your left shoulder, essentially. And the producer, if you have one, is hovering over your right shoulder. Like basically, It's human centipede. (laughs) (laughs) It it really is. And like, yeah, your uh, your nether regions have never been closer to strangers if you're not on a subway. Yes. Um, Just jamming it in, trying to get it done. Correct. And there's no, like, that is how it is, you know, and people shove, people throw elbows, people get cameras to the head accidentally because those cameras are big fuckers. Yeah. Um, And it it all gets done. And that is so that it's not even more of a cluster than it is. That's right. So a neat thing about this carpet here, uh, as the Golden Globes are held every year at the Beverly Hilton. Yeah. For how long? Were they somewhere else ever? I don't know, but as long as I can remember. Yeah, like even watching when we were young. Yeah. Um, But it's a real circle. It's like where you would drive into the hotel on a regular day. Yeah. And most are not like that. Most are a continuum and whatnot. Like a a straight line. That's right. Um, Continuum is how you know I haven't slept in two (laughs) days because I could have just said straight. Yeah, like the big, everybody I think is familiar with the big Oscars red carpets on Hollywood Boulevard, right? And it's a straight line, then you turn right up the stairs into the theater. Right. But I think kind of what I'm getting at too is because of the way that one is, the red carpet at the Oscars or the Emmys or whatnot. Yeah. If somebody passes by, it's a point of no return. Yes. It's done. Yeah. Whereas this circle also was a bit smaller than it looks on television. So there was a bit more of a punch bowl effect. Like people kind of mixed around. They went back and forth a bit more. How did you find it? Like strictly from a carpet point of view. Um, It was, well, also it was, it was differently organized in the sense of at, for example, the Oscars when it's a straight line, there literally is a hierarchy, right? At the top of the carpet is are the outlets that are the highest priority to them to the Oscars. Yeah. And then like if you move down whatever 60 feet, you're dealing with local broadcasters, people from different countries, whatever. Right. And who all still come? Yes. Like the Serbian news or whatever it is still yes. comes. Yes. Um and gets whatever access they get. That's but, right. Yeah. Although, interestingly enough, I have found in my experience covering the Oscars, and I think it's been like almost 15 years, um, that the Chinese outlets are moving like closer and closer to the front. I mean, I'm not surprised, are you? <laughs> like, that's that's that ticket yeah. buying money. Um, anyway, so yes. Yeah, so at the Oscars, there's more of a hierarchy where it's a straight line. At the Globes, what I've noticed is on one side, so if you described it as a circle... I would describe it as, let's call it two circles. One circle uh, that is smaller inside a bigger circle. Well, yeah, it's a horseshoe, let's say, and you're on either side of a horseshoe, right? So on the smaller side or on the inside of the horseshoe are the platforms for the, quote, bigger outlets. Mm -hmm. And then bordering the outside of the horseshoe are those little cramped spaces, the pieces of paper size spaces. Yes. And so... So yesterday, um, when we were doing the carpet, it feels like the celebrities were confused because normally people are trained to walk a straight line and you stop at A to B to C to D, whatever. But to your point, the ping-ponging, some of them were going to a big outlet. Yeah. Then they would be like, their attention would be caught by someone on a smaller outlet across the aisle and they'd ping-pong over there. Then they'd be dragged back over to a fucking, like, Access Hollywood. Then they go back over to Serbia. Then they'd come back over to E. 
and then they go back over to Korea and it was it was a I don't I don't know how it works. It was really fascinating. Well, the other funny thing is that um you may notice we're using real infantilizing terms, right? Like wrangler mm-hmm. and like they're trained to go from one to the other. Yeah. And you often see like on the I always think you can see it more on the Emmys. Uh, maybe because their TV casts are bigger, right? Yeah. Or like uh, a movie star has done this 25 times with 25 different movies. But you often see them almost being pulled by the hand by their publicist, yes. right? You can tell the publicist because they're always, A, wearing black. Yeah. B, frowning. Mm-hmm. Like, and they always have their phone out, you yes. know? But uh, but even the fact that, that the talent was allowed to freely move on their own without basically holding mommy's hand. Yeah is kind of hilarious um, because they don't usually really get to pick and choose. No. You often see, or you can see if you go back and look at things, that like somebody will call out to a talent and yeah. say, oh, hey, I'm from that comic book that you liked yeah. that time or whatever it is. And they say, oh, and then a grumpy publicist like grabs them yes. by the wrist like a naughty child. Yes. And then they make that sorry face. Yes. Oh, and then that's it. That's right. Like, um, I... Annabelle Wallace was wandering up and down the carpet by herself. I mean, she's not fucking J-Lo, but Annabelle Wallace is still... Yeah, yeah. And she's... That's how I got her. She was without publicist. I don't know what happened. I was like, hey, Annabelle, come talk to Etop. And then I talked to her for five minutes. Great. But yeah, that doesn't usually happen that they're allowed to be in the wild. No. Um, No. And again, I hear how we're talking, like, as, as though they're wee children, but... They kind of are treated that way. They and that's are. part of the deal. Like, you're going to make right. bajillions of dollars, but you have to be treated yeah. like a small infant. Look, from their perspective, it it is infantilizing. But then from their perspective, if they don't have someone who's like, hey, you have three minutes. No, no, they're not getting anywhere. Well, and to that point, the other thing is that where they're supposed to be getting is actually into the show. For everybody who yeah. works a red carpet... And is trying to get access and interviews. The red carpet is the show. Yeah. But in fact, it's just the preamble. Yes. Like the, the you gave me such a death glare just now. You're like, yes, but come yes. on. They are here fundamentally to go to the show that's going to be on the big TV. Sure. They can do that. They can do that. They can do that. But, you know, when you choose to get your photo taken... There you go. Of course. my What I'm getting at is the publicist. Yeah. Wow, we're going to come to blows here. The publicist's <laughs> job is not get them to talk to as many outlets as possible. It's yeah. do what you can while having them in their seat. Mm-hmm. Because if the broadcast opens yeah. without Nicole Kidman where she's supposed to be, yes. heads will goddamn roll. Correct. So, okay. Now that's sort of the way it works and the a little bit of the culture, I guess. And it sounds like it went really well yesterday from your perspective. I mean, I was there. I can see how it went from what I could see, but you felt good about it. I felt good about it. Yeah. So what are situations where a red carpet doesn't go well? Like what could happen that could make it go wrong? Yesterday was very close to going wrong. Okay. Um, when it does go well is when people come early. Mm -hmm. You've been with me for some years where like, what, the Oscars start at 5.30, local time. Right. And um, I'll text you, and I'll be like, at 2.15, and I'll be like, Jesus, it's starting. And you're like, what? I haven't turned it on? Yeah, I, whatever. Right. Because um, we usually go live, for example, at the Oscars at 2.30, and we expect that the first 15 minutes is going to be a little slow. And there have been years where at 2.15, we're rolling. Right. And that's usually good because it means that I don't know. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think celebrities have like a secret group thread where they all decide one year to come early or they all decide one year to come late? No. Because that's what happens. I mean, yeah, it does, right? Like it, it's, no, I think it's just like acts of God or traffic, right? Because we know that everybody is given an arrival time. This is different for different uh, different things. For the Oscars, for the Emmys, you 100% have an arrival time. Yeah. And if you pull up in your car and it's not your slot, you go around the block. Yeah. That's not the case for like, I don't know, the modern family premiere carpet. They get there when they get there kind yeah. of thing. Although that might be more likely that they all show up late as a as a group text, yeah. right? 
So, no, I think it's just traffic and dumbness. And, like, remember the one year that it was pouring? And uh, I think everybody kind of decided to just get it over with. So yeah. everybody, I feel like that was an early year. Yeah. When it's late, then you get nervous. Right. Because that means, I'm just going to spell it out to be dumb. Because it's late, that means people can't stop. That's when you see the people rushing by. Yeah. Being pulled by their babysitter. The, the people can't stop. Or you get caught in an interview with someone you really want. And then another person you really want bypasses you. Because, yeah, they're like, that's the part that I think is interesting to talk about. What's happening, even if you're in one of those little uh, human centipede spaces, yeah. as you point out, you're talking to somebody like they're the most interesting person in the world, mm-hmm. right? You have to be desperately in love with them for those three minutes. Yes. Because if I'm a celebrity and you're talking to me yeah. and your eyes go over my shoulder. Yeah. Oh, no. I would leave. I You would be dead to me. So this happened with Seacrest. Okay. Just on the globe's carpet. Oh, really? Yep. He got Kerry Washington. Sure. Big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, and won't. and a great interview. Like, she's yeah. good on a carpet as opposed exactly. to some. And she looked, remember what she wore, right? I'm still thinking yeah. about how to hook up a blazer that way for me. But yes, go on. Exactly. So while he is about to start talking to Kerry Washington, Jennifer Aniston walks by. Right. And starts, like, yelling at Kerry Washington being like, I love you. She's yelling at Washington. Yeah, she's like, I love you, and they're making eye contact. Right. So then that's great when you're interviewed, like when you're Ryan Seacrest, he's like, oh, great, I can do what a moment we've captured. That's live TV. We love that. Yeah. And then he brings Jennifer Aniston up, but of course it's Jennifer Aniston. So he focuses entirely on Jennifer Aniston. Oh, no. Were you watching this happen? No, I saw it online. Okay. There were some people who were like, how rude fucking... Right. Ryan Seacrest because Carrie's right there. Right. And then I think somebody else came by. Like, Aniston left, then somebody else came by, and Carrie had to wait a little longer. I'm surprised she stuck around. I guess it depends, too. If you just get there and then Aniston crashes, yeah. you didn't really get to plug your thing or whatnot. Sure. Sometimes you see that when that happens, if there's a crossover, if you've gotten 80% done of what you're doing, you're yeah. kind of like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. That kind of thing. But, yeah, you don't ever want to... you got to love the one you're with. Yeah. And ideally, meanwhile, your producer is uh, wheeling and dealing behind mm-hmm. your back out yeah. of your eyeline to hook up whoever's going to be next. Because also ideally, and this is also the magic of television sometimes, um, you want it to be seamless. Okay, and now we have, mm-hmm. and now we have. Sometimes that happens in real life. Yeah. Like, it literally is a lineup of people, like a wedding receiving line. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit of uh, television smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And so what about other, uh, I mean, we say you're so jammed up against people. The other thing I think that is not really super clear is that it's not exactly a competition, but it's not not either. Yeah. Right? Uh, When, I mean, as you say, you have a big platform here, so this can't happen. But sometimes when you're in a big, like a really tight environment, uh, you're trying to interview whoever it is. Uh, the goal is always to get the microphone in the shot. That's right. So that we know that there, you That's see the right. mic flash, yes. which is the little logo that means that you're talking to yeah. us specifically. Yeah. And uh, I remember countless carpets where, especially if I was what's called spearing it, when there's not a host, a talent, yeah. uh, a producer will go or whatnot, or sometimes yeah. you go alone without a producer. Yeah. And countless times I'd be there interviewing somebody with your mic flash in the shot. Yeah. And then you feel a push on your elbow because your camera guy, yeah. who is also your bodyguard and your right. number two and all those things, right? Yeah. Sees the next person over. Yeah. Is trying to. Stick their microphone in. And encroach yes. on your shot. That's right. So that, and then that's. Then that's, you're dick fighting. Right. And that's nasty because then it's not your exclusive shot that's and conversation. Right. Yeah. So he is going tighter yeah. on the celebrity and yeah. pushing up your elbow so that yeah. your mic flash will still be in the shot. Yeah. It's all ballet. <laughs> this, yeah, that is me at TIFF. Right. Yeah. Exactly. TIFF is the worst for it. Correct. And did you know, I? so I have this friend who works in sports radio, has for years, and you know they do those big, like, uh, like an interview with a player at the end? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they do those scrums, yes. right? And he talked about how, because like, just like, entertainment, just like, I guess, any pack of anybody, 
they all know each other. Yeah. And if he sees some guy from a competing outlet who like got stuck at the back of the scrum and can't get in, yeah. he'll reach for the guy's mic and lay it uh, in. Like it's the exact opposite. opposite. Yeah. It's like, yeah, give me your thing. I'll get yeah. you in there. So that it looks like you were there. Right. Um, but we don't play that way. No. And we don't play that way. I obviously, when you're doing those scrums in a sports situation, you're just in a locker room. Like they're, you're literally at their locker. For sure. But it's just interesting that the, like, oh, we got the scoop part of it. There must be scoops in sports, but that's not where they come from. No, that's not where they come from. And also remember, they play every day or every other day. Yeah, fair enough. So it's not as exclusive. It's not as rare. It's not as dire, right? You can have another kick at the can. Exactly. So... Yeah, it can get really tough. Obviously, that is not the situation I was in um, at the Golden Globes this year. But if you watch any carpet, like, at the Oscars, we don't have that platform. We don't have, like, the Ryan Seacrest platform. That's often how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you just, uh, yeah, it's not that it's, it's just an interesting sort of uh, occupational hazard that you have to be aware of, yeah. right? It doesn't always happen, but yeah. it's like people who change lanes with other blinkers on. You yeah. just have to be aware. Yeah. What is another, uh, like, potential red carpet hazard? Oh, you, um, the, the hazard is also, or not a hazard, but you are always being tapped. Okay. <laughs> so when you're doing an interview... What will happen is they'll say two questions, three questions. Right. And you'll be halfway through your second question, and then you'll feel on your elbow a little tap tap. That's the publicist being like, wrap it up. And in That's your the babysitter. Mind, your mind, you're like, you said three questions. I should get one more. Absolutely. Why are you listening? Because your celebrity had yeah. the audacity to be, like, more interesting or yeah. to give you more than a one-sentence answer. That's right. And so it's going on too long, and they, yeah. That's right. And so in your mind, you're like, I just got the tap, but I also was told I have three, so now I have to wait for them to finish and quickly sneak in the last one. Right. Without pissing them off. Because also, the publicist is not shy. They don't care about ruining your shot, and they'll fully yeah. be like, we gotta go. But also... And this is happening, this happens a lot at, at, at the Globes and the Oscars. They often have more than one client there. Of course. Like, Huvain had a few clients right. last night. Stephen Huvain. Mm-hmm. So that scheduling is fascinating, right? Because Stephen Huvain represents big people. Right. Um, just two, for example, last night would be Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. So it's not like you can stagger... Gwyneth Paltrow to come early in the night and Jennifer Aniston to come late or vice versa because they're both equally big. Yeah. I mean, you sort of, you pray and hope and work it out, right? But... That's right. Yeah. And they want the personal touch and the escort, essentially. So So if you're interviewing Aniston Mm -hmm. and you go over by, well, you don't go over, you ask your requisite two or three questions, but you get tapped at the one question mark and you just decided to extend it anyway... You don't know if the publicist is going to be like, well, fuck you. In 10 minutes when I'm walking Gwyneth down, I'm skipping you. Yeah, fair enough. Because they remember, That's right? right? And sometimes you see each other. And the it's next... not your fault, but, but whatever. You, yeah. get, you get hooked for it anyway. So, okay, I'll tell you my most terrifying thing on the carpet. There are all kinds of things that are like potential pitfalls. You could miss the one person you really want or not yeah. get them. Or as you say, piss them off yeah. or whatever. Uh, you could... I don't know, people run out of time or, or whatever else, or you forget what you're going to say. But my biggest fear, and I used to do some long ones, uh, albeit as a producer, mm-hmm. but especially in your position as somebody who's talking for uh, two to three hours straight, yeah, I'd be terrified of having to pee. I can't imagine mm-hmm. being like you're at the 90 minute mark yeah. and you really got to pee yeah. and you're drinking water because yeah. you're talking for three hours. Um, do you have like bladder control hacks or what? I drink a lot of water. It's just that when I have a carpet, I won't drink water. Okay. But yes and no. Like I, uh, it's, it's less these days, but when I met you first, you could carry around a single bottle of juice for like three days and make it last. That's juice. Water. I drink lots of it. Okay. Anyway. Um, But I'm now familiar enough with 
which venues are safe for peeing. Mm -hmm. The Oscars, for example. We are locked in our position. Arrivals start at, what, 2.30-ish. We have to be locked in position at 1.15, and we're not released from there until 5.15. Right. That's four hours. And even that is kind of tight. Like, that's the other thing. (sighs) Um, Yeah, you're always on the carpet much earlier than than you might otherwise think is necessary because they got to, like, secure it and lock it down and all the rest of it. That's right. So peeing is terrifying to me. The Spirit Awards is even worse because the Spirit Awards are all day. You get there at something like nine mm-hmm. and you're there until, I don't know, three. Yeah. It, it's it's banana- and it's preposterous. It's far. Um, it's in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Yep. So the, you, when you do this enough, you get familiar with the facilities. Mm-hmm. At the Spirit Awards, it's porta potties. Right. I, that is not. That is not a thing in my life. Uh, right. But given the choice between a part of potty or like having an accident in front of uh, somebody that you're interviewing, you would choose the porta potty Or I often choose dehydration and that's a thing for me too because I also am a fainter. But right. I voluntarily choose a potential to faint. I, I once was trapped in a, in a long uh, car ride in LA. I was not, I don't think there was, I don't think there was a carpet involved. I can't remember now, but... I was desperately dehydrated, but also desperately had to pee. And I was not sure which, like, which to satisfy more. Yeah. You know, if you drink more, it's going to make the other worse. Yeah. But, and there's no way you're getting out of the car. Yeah. I mean, LA is, is no joke traffic-wise. No. So, um, what do you wish that you had known about red carpets now that you've done a bajillion? I wish I had known that it's... Like, if you, it's a, I wish I had known that it's actually its own skill. Yes. Uh-huh. I think people think, most people think of themselves because they're human beings as, oh, I can be a conversationalist. Yeah. I mean, I made a face because it's actually, it's actually got nothing to do with conversation. I know, but I don't know that, you know, people think you ask a question, you get an answer. It's not that. No, it's not at all. It's not that. It is strategy and it requires like a very specific skill set that is completely different from a person who does magazine interviews where they're granted all this amount of time. Well, primarily because you're not actually having a conversation. No. Um, you are, you're there to ask questions, but you're not going to get normal responses where somebody would say, and what do you think about that? And then you kind of respond in kind and it floats, right? right. It's, you're not there for that. That's right. Um, the one thing that I used to find hard when I would spear interviews, as I said, was that, uh, by virtue of being a producer, when you do that, you've seen, you've seen them on TV, they cut them up, uh, Mm -hmm. and it just looks like somebody talking. It's fine. They go fine. But the producer's not supposed to exist. You're not supposed to be there. Yeah. So sometimes, uh, I am a good interviewer if I say so myself. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes, uh, they might say something funny or otherwise be charming or whatnot, but I can't laugh. Yeah. Cause I can't get that audio on tape. Right. So you're doing an appreciative nod and mm-hmm. smile, but not really maybe yeah. responding as much as they did. I, I tried to fake laugh a few times, like a silent, you know, like, yeah. a, uh, it's, it's not ideal. Um, but you're right. It is a skill that is almost not replicated anywhere else. No, it's something you have to do in 90 seconds. So you have to limit your own verbosity or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who take like a hundred words to get at a question. Who's your all time favorite? Any red carpet ever? To interview? Like what's the one that you remember? Like, oh my God, we had the best time. Tiffany Haddish. This time or? It just happened. Yeah. It's. She's a dream. She's what we all think she is. Yes. Okay. Exactly. She is ready to go. If there's a camera pointed at her, she knows what's ex- expected of her and she will, uh, she'll fill that space. It's glorious, isn't yes. it? You don't have to dance. She does all the dancing. And who's the white whale? Who's the one that you still have never actually gotten on the red carpet that you're like, if I just did this, oh, we would please, be. please. Come on. What? I, all of them. Lots of them. Sure. But pick one. You're, Beyonce. You're, right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, see, I don't, I mean, I hear that, but I don't think Beyonce is a great interview. 
like a great that kind of interview. Right. She's not terribly spontaneous. Right. So I don't. I've like she doesn't do red carpet interviews anymore. But when she used to, she wasn't spectacular. Okay. Obviously, you're in the presence of. But okay. But here's here's the here's the true vanity. Even though I have criticized others for being like, as if who are you? Are you going to ask a question that no that nobody's asked before? When it comes to the Beyonces of the world, I'm like, I know, Duanna. She's not that, she doesn't give you much, but she just hasn't talked to me yet. <laughs> Is it time for me to say that I once made Beyonce laugh in an interview? Oh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Really? Why do you do this? I Because I'm hanging on to it some 16 years later. Have you told the story yet? I think so. It, uh, I had to write a bunch of questions that were in turn being, uh, asked by a third party, uh, in, I think they had like a music junket in uh, like Melbourne or somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, when I got the tapes back, they said, okay, send these in. Then we're going to ask these questions to these four people. And when I got the tapes back, uh, the interviewer uh, was asking the questions, whoever was local there, they didn't work for us. Uh, and she was cracking up the questions. So I do think I talked about this a little bit uh, somewhere, maybe last season on the podcast. But uh, it was a real it was a real joy for me uh, that she was like, these questions are funny. Uh, and then talked about how uh, Miss Tina had no problem telling her when she did not look right or otherwise needed to pick it up. Oh, I can I can imagine that. Man, how long ago was that? It was long enough. I was a mere teenager. Oh. But anyway, that's the truth of it. And it's it's actually consciously you know that it's not the truth. But I think it is the fallacy every interviewer has to believe. That's your thing. That's the pill that you swallow so that you can go out there and trick yourself into doing it. If I get them, it's going to be great. That's right. You kind of have to delude yourself to give your, to, to just to rile up that mojo. Otherwise, right. it's because it starts off already as power imbalance. Absolutely. So you're making up for the fact that you are way behind yeah. and lower. And so in 90 seconds, you have to try and be an equal. Yes. And even in the most benign of situations or people, they kind of look at you like expectantly, like, okay, entertain me. That's right. Or otherwise, like, surprise me. That's exactly it. So you need to tell yourself that lie to keep going. And you love it, right? I don't always love it, mm -hmm. but I find that if I can tap into it, because listen, we talk about work all the time. Sometimes your work is just okay. You yeah, don't of accept course. it from yourself. Like, you're oh, not you like, mean your performance? Yeah. Yeah. We all have just okay days. Of course. Um, and so there are just days that are okay where I don't love it, where I'm, it's, it's hard. And, but what, what makes the just okay days easier to swallow is that you remember the days that were, yeah, where you were aces, aces. And there's always another at-bat yeah. coming. Like there's always yeah. another day. I had an aces day yesterday. Right. It, it was just, a, you know, sometimes you do your research and your fucking research doesn't come back to you in the moment. I did my research for three days and it was clicking. Right. And yeah. sometimes you don't need it and sometimes a million things. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, but that's what's, I find so fun about it is it's spontaneous and new yeah. every time. That's right. But that's also stress. That's right. Um, last question. Okay. Uh, is what's the number one uh, don't for people in your position mm -hmm. as an interviewer or uh, or otherwise in this ecosystem? What's the one thing that you're like, oh, for the love of God. One thing I would like to eliminate. Go on. It's not a big deal, but it is to me. Uh-huh. I would like to eliminate the question, how blank are you? Well, there's, it's the, but I, now that I've said that, now that I said it to you, and for those of you listening, even though right now 
logically you're thinking it is a stupid question. How excited are you about this movie? What are they going to say? I'm super excited. Yeah. So it's a dumb question. Yes. It's it's a it's a completely useless question, but it happens all the time. Not just in our business, but if you watch those sports TV, mm-hmm. it comes out every, they're the worst at it actually, my to my sports colleagues. Uh how uh how challenging was it for you to uh come back from that deficit? I mean, it was pretty hard, pretty challenging. What did they say? It was so fucking easy. Right. Yeah. Uh or another way that that is asked is uh do you, do you, uh, are you excited to, uh, to do this this weekend? Are you looking forward to the track? No, I hate it. Like, <laughs> like there's no answer there. Yeah. There's yeah. no, it, it's a conversation killer. That's yes. the thing. And that's part of what you were talking about in terms of crafting, uh, a question and crafting your, your 90 seconds is you have to set it up, give yes. some context and make it open-ended That's right. in a way that isn't just like, so how's your sex life? Yeah. Like you have to have it, have some parameters and yeah. whatnot. And it's, it's easy to fall into that trap because on a red carpet, say you're at the Golden Globes, they step up to you. Hi, Jim. How excited are you to be here tonight? Like that is, that must have been said a thousand times, right? But and- also it's because that's the rhythm of real life conversation, mm-hmm. right? That's how I, if I come over to your house, yeah. even though we've had 10,000 conversations, hey, how are you? What's going on? Not too much. Oh, yeah? How's the this? The blah, blah. Yeah. It takes fucking 10 minutes before you hit pay dirt with anything. Yeah. It's uh, it's the artifice of jumping into a conversation that's already at 38% yeah. progress. That's right. All right. Good advice. If you are an aspiring red carpenter or like, I don't know, if you're going to interview YouTube stars somewhere, something, uh, ask, a, ask a qualitative question that yeah. does not end in super or great. What about you? What is your biggest when you were doing it? Oh, in terms of um, pet peeve. Oh, I mean, uh, lazy questions are a big one. Yeah. Uh, for sure, because not only and, and themed questions. If you say are interviewing people, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, for a movie about a sleepover. Yeah. Uh, the questions like. Uh, what was your worst sleepover ever yeah. or whatnot, even if they have a great story, yeah. they have just told that same story That's right. 10 times before they get to you mm-hmm. down the carpet. Yeah. Do not do it. Uh, and there are ways that you can ask the same question. If I say to you, uh, okay, so sleepover movie. Uh, here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no food. Somebody's wet their bed and you yeah. think there might be a ghost in the basement. What do you do? Yeah. Then they can play. They can have fun, whatever. You're still on your theme. Yeah. But uh, like spend the extra five minutes to think a little bit differently. I think that people see questions that are very basic and think that's all that's yeah. allowed. Uh, but also like they're often dying of boredom because they're asked the same exact questions all damn day. Yeah. I, l- listen, I will defend the same questions in certain situations, like a junket, they're promoting a movie. Hey, what's this movie about? Or whatever. Like, uh, of course, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, but just even finding, even phrasing it differently mm-hmm. will get them to feed you a different answer. That's right. If the question is, you know, if, if I don't know, if, say it's an adventure movie, and there's like a, a skydiving scene. Right. Right. And everybody goes in and says, are you afraid of heights or is that super fun? Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, it, the the way around something like that is, OK, so big cliff diving scene in this movie. Would you rather uh, jump off a cliff or like spend three days with your mother-in-law? Right. They laugh, they see it differently, and they take a new tack yeah. on it. Yes, you're asking the exact same question. Yeah. But just, like, everybody keep up with the fiction that it's a little different and that it can be different. All right. Well, with that kind of backgrounder, we thought we'd give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Um, and we recorded our behind-the-scenes work process to decide on the content for the Golden Globes on LadyGossip.com. And uh, this is uh, this is how we get to where what you read. 
Yeah, how to break down uh, two hours of red carpet and three hours of a broadcast show yeah. into manageable content that we can turn out for yeah. you to enjoy. By manageable content, we mean, yes, it constantly yelling at us to not write so much. Right. And also, uh, at what point is lack of sleep going to kick in when you're on article right. number 79? Like, like an, 10 hours ago or whatever, you were so excited to write about whoever. And now it's, no, they're gone. If the sound isn't great, it's because we're on the road um, and we're messing around. You, you'll be able to hear us writing things down. Um, we just kind of wanted to be, wanted it to be as gritty as possible. Yeah, you're in it with us and uh, complete with, you know, spats and candy. There's definitely like a beef jerky rattle at some point and uh, <laughs> that's the real deal. Chris Evans. No. Did he do anything? He presented with Scarlet. He was wearing a, like, red velvet tuxedo jacket. I I saw it. I, I put... saw him on the carpet. I can make some observations, but... Okay, so he stays around till the next round is the point. All right, Scarlet. <clears throat> Scar Jost, as she's written here. Yes. Um, uh, sure. She got snubbed. They were cute on the carpet. Let's keep her for this round. McKinnon? I didn't care, but do you? Like that thing that she did with the Ellen speech. If we're talking about groupings, I know there were some suits. So we can go into the Ellen suits, Portia, Kate, and Phoebe had some suits, uh, was in a suit. Yeah, she was. I mean, I'm not anti that, but I worry that that's, like, I don't love being like, that the only thing to talk about all the lesbians we're talking about all the like yeah changes that have been made was that they all wore pants right do you know what i mean so kate mckinnon's gone unless we decide to bring her back i would asterisk her for now but all right there's also peppery beef if you want that instead ansel elgort goodbye gone. yeah Sersha, pretty quiet tonight pretty quiet but i think she lived she made a lot of best dress lists whether that's whatever yeah but she made a lot of lists so we're holding on her i think we should hold okay Brosnahan is gone. Uh, Brosnahan is gone. Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson we're keeping, yeah? I don't have them on my list. Okay, so she sent two emails, an updated. Oh, oh yeah, here it is. Sorry. All right, here's that list again. Let me just give me five seconds. Fine, I'm so, up on this beef jerky. We ditched Helen Mirren and Andrew Scott, right? We kept Phoebe. We are keeping Chris or we didn't. We ditched him. Asterisk. Asterisk. We asterisk Kate McKinnon. Yeah. we said Ansel Elgort was gone. Yeah. Saoirse stays for now, mm -hmm. right? Bill Hader and Rachel Brosnan. No. Bill Hader and Rachel Bill Yes. Lit. You saw them, so. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, it was Rachel plus Rachel here. Brosnahan goes. Brosnahan goes. Mm -hmm. Billy. Uh, did you see him? Like I, I did, uh -huh. up close. Do you have stuff to say? Like, I mean, sure. Yeah. All right. Rudd is gone. Meryl's gone. Yes. Aquafina obviously stays. Carrie Washington, I think, should stay. That was a mm -hmm, good dress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Adina, bye. I didn't see her. Brad. Asterisk? Or does he get an article? He gets an article. Fine. Brad, Leo, Jen, I'll stay. Laura Dern? I, didn't she win? Mm-hmm. And her dress was early on. I was liking it. So she stays Cut. for this round anyway. Paltrow. Stays for this round. Yep. Deaver. Deavers, right? I actually think I've gone back and forth on that. And it, it was beautiful up close. It looked nice. And I mean, she's in such. No, it is Deaver. Right. It's, I think I on camera, I said Deaver. So thank God. Yeah. Or I always think of it as Dever. But anyway, Ben Platt is gone. Tarantino is gone. Thank you. Lauren Graham's gone, sorry. I, I'm not going to fight that. Isla Fisher and Sasha Baron Cohen are also gone. Gone. Gun Close is gone. Yes. Kate stays. Yep. Jason and Lisa stay. And Zoe, Zoe if to, anything, yeah. should... Yes, exactly. Go yep. off with them. Yeah. Um, Taylor, Taylor stays. Yes. I mean, I know you sound exasperated, but... Uh, you well, know. No, I get it. I get it. I know I'm exasperated because of the next one. I want you not to make me have to talk about these next two. Joaquin and Rooney? Yes. I, I'm, ex I mean, I are they, 
Are we supposed to be exhausted by these people? I don't want to talk about him either. I mean, he he is... Here's the only thing to say about him. He is his own fucking punchline. Yeah. Can you hand me my... Um, he literally is like, no celebrities say anything. They get up here and they just don't talk about anything. And then he fucking windbagged so long that he didn't get to his own point. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um... Gone. Okay. Seth McFarlane gone. Yeah. Shailene, I did not see her. On, oh, I did. I saw the dress. I didn't see her in real life, but I saw the dress, which doesn't suck, but she's kind of a non yeah. whatever. Um, Rami and Lucy. Her dress was kind of a thing. Oh, I loved her dress. Mm-hmm. I loved her dress. But I mean, is she enough on her own outside of Rami? Like, first you have to explain she yeah. was, you know, she goes out with him, was in the movie. And, and then, in The Politician. Yeah. I Can we do a imposing actors of small stature and throw <laughs> her in with Ron, with Kate, Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie? Imposing actors of small stature? Yeah, they're short and good actors. <laughs> Whatever. I thought you were going to say, like, <laughs> let's put Rami Malek and uh, other Rami. In that category. That's oh, where I thought you were going no. with short actors. Rami Yusuf? Yes. Um, Rami and Kit and Rose and Lucy all in one? I don't and know. And Rami? I mean, no. Rose Leslie, no. You just want Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie because you like looking at them. Uh, correct. But at the same time, they really didn't make much of an impact tonight, so. Okay, if there was anything, I would do Rami and Rami. Like, when's the last time there were fucking one person at an award show named Rami? Before okay. last Oscars. Great. Never mind two. Okay, great. So Rami and Rami stay. I'm for now. Adam Driver should stay, I believe. Okay, then Paul Rudd's gone. Paul Rudd was already gone, I thought. And Kid and Rose are gone? Yeah, I I like look, if you if you want to write about them, be my guest, but there's nothing to actually say. Joey King? That dress is doing well, but otherwise no. Uh, uh Nicole and Keith were like her dress was really underwhelming. I mean, that's the thing to write. Yeah. And he was in every reaction shot. I can't remember who he was behind. Yeah. But he was in every shot and she was nowhere to be found. Okay, let's keep Nicole. Fine. Cynthia Revo. Uh, sure. Anna Armas. No. Dakota, no. Uh, the only thing I would say about Dakota Fanning, and no, I don't care. I mean, look, I hated the dress and I hated the look. And I said to you, maybe, or I said, or I texted somebody, like, why was Elle Fanning allowed to grow up, but Dakota Fanning isn't? Yeah. Like, Elle Fanning is a young woman or a woman. Yeah. And Dakota, Dakota Fanning still looks like a My Little Pony. Right. Like, but it's just bitchy. Like, it's, yeah. there's no context there. Yeah. No, let's go. Bye. Fine. Noah and, Noah and Greta. Okay. Greta's somewhere else, yes? Greta must be somewhere else. We'll get to her when we get to her. But mm-hmm. Noah, what do you think? I mean, he got shut out, which is probably wrong. Because that kind of a movie that he wrote is not gonna yeah. do well at the Oscars, right? Like it's I think it'll do better at the Oscars than the than the Golden Globes. I maybe. It's weird. Anyway. Kyle Chandler bye. bye. Joel Elvain, don't Joel make me. Joel Alwyn is Taylor, so yes, I'll but all right. Fine. Wait, hang on. So I'll stick him in with Taylor. Fine. Karamo bye. Was Beanie. It? I didn't see Beanie at all tonight. I saw a picture. She looks nice. You can group her with Caitlin if you want to, but I yeah. didn't see her like on the carpet or anything. Um, I can go Beanie and Caitlin and Ben Platt. They're all like really good friends. But I don't care about Ben Platt. Like I just don't. And he's going to get, I mean, yeah, I, let's go be by Beanie. Okay. Well, did we say goodbye to Caitlin Deaver? Uh, no, she's still here. Then I'm just going to stick Beanie in there. Yes, I think that's the play. Great. And I don't know. Karen Pittman, bye. Yes, although I like that dress, but yes. Yeah, it was great on her. Um, Charlize stays. stays. Salma. Mm, Salma and Tiffany are the only things. Salma and Tiffany. Did they present together? They did. Because there was a weird... What was that terrible joke that she had that was like, now the November of the whatnot, like it was... I think she was introducing it all in Spanish. But it wasn't. It was like nonsense English words. Something melon, lemonade, and yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I, like, Uh, was it racist? I don't don't know. (laughs) I have no idea what that was. Was it racist? I don't know. That's the Golden Globes. 
Um, okay, I don't care about Selma. Like, we're going to write about Tiffany, maybe. And, like, maybe she goes in there, but who are we kidding? Yeah. Bong. Bong. I'd, I'd love to leave Bong in, and maybe we can work it in the intro post. Okay. Or something. But that goes in the intro, then. Because like, it was a great speech, too. Do I remember the speech? Yes, the that was a good speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was gr- that was a great line. Yeah. That, but you're right. That's an intro thing. Yeah. Uh, Ricky is going to be in the intro post. Okay. Right? So let's go Bong and Ricky in the same line. Sam Rockwell and Leslie Bibb. Goodbye. Although she was lighting up the carpet when she was sauntering by you guys. Yeah. Like it was, it's all the Leslie Bibb show. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. She yeah. was sparkly. But really, who cares? Okay. Uh, Eddie. You talked to Eddie Murphy. I did talk to Eddie Murphy. How was it? It was great. Um, he's a very like low energy in that situation. He seems almost shy. That's very strange. Yeah. That's weird to mm-hmm. me. All right. But I mean, if we do if we do a post with actors and gauging the the race, then we could do Antonio, Eddie, fucking Joaquin. Uh, even though we said he was gone, um, and Taryn Edgerton and go strategy and, you know, handicapping the race. What if you do it a different way? What if it's like, what if you write about, like, what if you frame it like you, so you met him on the carpet and he was, you said low energy. Was he nice? Was he fine? Yeah, he was nice. Lovely. What if you frame it like, here's the person who was nice and lovely and low key on the carpet. Yeah. Who didn't win. And here's the fucking dickwad who did. Yeah, great. Like, without making it about Taryn and everybody. Do you know what I mean? Just so Eddie like, and Joaquin. Eddie versus Joaquin almost. Yeah. yeah. Elton, bye. Yeah. Greta's already up above. Tom and Rita. I mean, that's an interesting story about her stylist. Yes. And his speech was good. Like, legit yeah. good. Um, they live for now, I would say. Yeah. They live to talk another day. Naomi. I, I heard them announce her and I didn't focus on her at all. The dress looked good, but I don't think she was a bunch of a presence tonight. Okay. It was, but it was also like sparkly fitted. I, I don't know that it was any like, you know, to, to a lot of people's point of the fashion wasn't all that exciting. Mm-hmm. Truth. Um, Barry Jenkins. So by Naomi. Yes. Barry Jenkins. I liked is- his suit, but. Yeah, bye, I think. How right? about putting, did we do Aquafina? Yeah. How about putting Barry and Lulu Wong with Aquafina? What for, though? Like, just to, just to have the photos? Or, like, what's the, what's the goal of that? Um, I love the story. Like, I just really love, the, first of all, I love that they're dating, Lulu mm-hmm. and uh, um, Barry. Mm-hmm. Love that, like, she was there last year with um, uh, Beale Street and him. And now he's there. They're, like, two, to these two directors. Everybody fucking talks about Noah and Greta. Let's talk about Barry and uh, Lulu. Well, but there you go. There's your article. I didn't I didn't know any of that shit. I knew they okay. were dating, but I didn't know that she okay, was so there. Okay, so stick them with, with uh, Noah and Greta. Okay. How about that? A tale of four directors, basically, is what you're saying. Correct. Stand by, please, while I find them. Yep. Wesley Snipes is gone. I mean, I love that he was there, but it was quiet. You know, it's quiet night. I mean, look, Dolomite or Dilemity, as I was calling it, until I was informed (laughs) differently. Um, Right. Can we another case of Duana pronunciation? Look, it's it's a known thing that when you read things, you don't. It's like Aphrodite. It's Mm -hmm. Dilemity. It makes sense. Look, it got hosed. That movie got hosed. That movie was great and got dick all here. It's it's been underappreciated. Yes, um, I can stick him with Eddie. What did we do with Eddie Murphy? Joaquin. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Do we do that? Because Wesley, like, it's really interesting because Wesley is the foil in Dolomite, and as right, you've seen sort it. of, but like he's also the voice of reason. Yes, like yeah. what the fuck? Um, and if you were looking at like. Uh, supporting roles and films are that are getting all kinds of attention. Like once upon a time, you've got the Leo and Brad, and in 
Dolomite, you've got the Eddie and the... Yeah, I know it's a fucking jerk-off because it's Leo and Brad, but what yeah. about Eddie and fucking Wesley? That's... For a lot of people, that is a powerhouse combination. I don't argue with you. I think you're right. But that's my problem is, like, they both were way, way the fuck out of type, Wesley and Eddie, mm-hmm. right? And it was funny. And it was totally unexpected. Mm-hmm. And it... it Like, it was, it was none of the things that it should have been, and it was so much better for that... And why is it not getting love? Yes. So can I put it in with Brad and Leo? No. That's that's the whole thing. Like, no, then it should get its own post. All right. Who did I? But I'm already doing Eddie and Joaquin. So bye. You did Eddie versus Joaquin. So why don't we write about, like, Dolomite. Here's mm-hmm. Eddie and Wesley. Mm-hmm. And then be like certain jerk-offs mm-hmm. fucking wank their own selves off on the awards podium. And Eddie Murphy, who's okay. lovely, didn't get the opportunity. So stick Wesley with Eddie and Joaquin. I think so. Jason Bateman, I think, is gone. Although he just doesn't. He looks so good. He looks real good. He looks so fucking good. He's not. Uh, it's not usually my thing, but that shagginess was Oh, he, he was so hot tonight. Maybe we should leave him in for fucking hotness. Hey, if we're going to do hotness, though, I would also. Oh, no. Do what? not. No, no, no. What? No. What? No. Who do you Forget think? It. I know you're going to say Alan Ruck, and that is Who? a mess. Alan Ruck was hot, but that's not what I was going to say. But you're going to hate the other one more. What? Is he fucking 75 years old? Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> um... You know who looked fucking hot tonight? Don't yell at me. Ray Romano looked hot. C- can you? <laughs> and can you? Like, I, I have to text <laughs> Sasha right now. Like, she was, I, She's going to be in bed. It was right there with Jason Bateman. They were in the same shot. It was hot. Can you please? No, Jason. No. I, I, I can't with you. Jason you Bateman just, is I, like. We're talking about hot people and you just said. He looks really good right now. Jason Bateman looks like a like a like a an attractive mall dad. Like it's just there's not enough edge something. Um Okay, do you want to write about him or not? Okay, I will write about him and stick fucking Ray Romano in there. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, I you know I hate groupings, but here's what we could do. Jason Bateman, mm. Ray Romano, mm. Alan Ruck, Kyle Chandler. Oh, I saw Connie Britton tonight and she looked like a cheerleader. And I was like, oh, I might have to follow her. And Liz just went in the stage whisper. <laughs> She's not very nice usually. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, we could do like hot dads. Okay, Kyle, fine. I mean, let's let's see how long this lasts. I, I get it. Into, I do. Yeah. Yes. Renee Zellweger obviously stays. Yep. Rachel Weiss doesn't. Uh, Daniel Craig, though. I Yeah, but, and? Like, uh, people look, care. But nothing happened. Like, I don't not care, but he didn't really do any. We talked to him. So can so, we just leave him for now? And fine. let's make, let's but talk he's about not there. round two. He wasn't even there. Daniel Craig? He's not on this list. She's on the list. Well, we missed that. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, wait, she's on there. Mm-hmm. But just for the sake of argument, just for like to have the top hitters on the Margo list. Margot Robbie. Do we have her? We don't. Okay. So are we adding her? Yeah. Hang on. Do we have to? It's I, whatever. It was a shrug for me. Okay. That seems to be, for, according to ref- like this list, we have them all. We have Searsha, right? We have. Yes, she still lives. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do? Uh, I guess now we go through again and see what we got. So that was a little bit of our negotiations. I mean, we... <laughs> We get into it. It's good. Um, but it's it's always fun and it turns into something that we like can see, right? And go, yeah. okay, this is the shape of the day. And it's a good prelude for next week's episode because we will be recording on the same day Oscar nominations are announced. So I'm sure we're going to have some feelings. It, I already know you'll have little, like, little women feelings. Little women feelings and bombshell feelings. And I don't know how how... I'm a little bit nervous in the best and worst way possible. I have parasite feelings. So we, yeah, we will, we will discuss after the Oscar nominations come. Um, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, 
thank you so much for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know if the Golden Globes broadcast or subsequent coverage made you think differently about anybody and what their Oscar chances might be. And we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 